Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to San Francisco City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and I'm here today with Latifa Simon, president of the BART Board of Directors. We're talking about the new ambassador program, fare evasion, the drop in ridership, and whether she thinks BART is better than Muni. Latifa Simon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, we both rode BART we to did. come talk about BART. We did. Where did you come from? I came from Richmond, which is the end of the line in West Contra Costa County. And How was your ride? You know, it was slow today. Yeah. I was frustrated today. Like, uh, you know, the thousands of, I felt like other other folks on my 10-car train. Um, but it's a day in the life of one of the most important transit systems in the country that goes through four counties. Mm-hmm. Um Oftentimes, I curse in the back with my earphones <laughs> when, the, when the train is stopped um, because I, you know, like everybody else in the train, I'm trying to get to work yeah. and feed my kids. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's mm-hmm. why I ran. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the system. And are you spotted when things go wrong? Like if the train stops, do people shoot daggers at you? Almost every day now, um, whether it's good or bad. Um, and I'm still getting used to that because typically folks have a lot of things to say. Um, <laughs> In San Francisco? All over, all over, all over the Bay. Um, But that's the cool part of being an actual consumer of the institution that you are representing. Mm -hmm. Um, I will ride BART for the rest of my life. I'm legally blind. I've never driven a car. Um, I need the system to work, Mm -hmm. not just for me, but for everybody that's sitting and standing around me. So it's okay. Well, congratulations on being elected president of the board in December. Yes. You were quoted in a Chronicle story about your new role as saying, with all these decisions BART is making, the board needs a legally blind black single mother. I love that. What do you think your unique life experience brings to the BART board? Yeah, like I said, um, you know, public transportation, it, it's not its not a privilege. I believe its, it's it must be looked at as a public good. Now, living in Contra Costa County, I see how difficult it is um, to not, you know, be in walking distance to a BART station and not having um, buses that stop every 15 or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. My commute in the morning is horrendous, but um, I'm a single mom and I found really affordable housing next to family and that's where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, So every single day I'm navigating very similar issues that um, are very frustrated passengers are navigating because yeah. I am one. Mm-hmm. I am a writer, and I will be after I get off the board. Um, so the fact that I don't have an option in the morning to turn a key, mm-hmm. that I'm navigating these very, very difficult terrains, trying to get to work on time, um, the fact that you know for all of my life I've had to struggle and find change to get a ticket in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's police activity somewhere that makes me late, makes me late for my doctor's appointment, or when I feel like the system isn't listening, mm-hmm. um, I felt that way for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very, very, very clear why I'm serving. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be mayor. <laughs> I don't want to be supervisor. This is I, it for you politically? I For now, mm-hmm. um, I want to, I wanna, when I leave this system, 
or <laughs> hopefully I'll get more time. Um, but I want it to be better than yeah. how I, I how I came to it. Right. One new big change at BART is the new ambassador program yes. that has just begun. Yes. And these are uniformed personnel who ride the trains to address customers' concerns about safety and security. How is it going so far, and what difference do you hope that they make? I'm extremely excited about the ambassador program, and it did take a while um, to get it up and running. Um, I remember literally the day after Nia Wilson had passed away, I had looked back at um, some of my stump speeches when I was running, and uh, one of my old mentors had given me the idea to push for an ambassador program, something I never thought that could happen. Mm -hmm. Bevan Dufty, who is the president of the BART board last year, um, I, I spoke to him about it and he said, let's do it, let's do it together. He's like, I've been doing this work for 25 years. We got a good idea, let's move it forward. Um, and we did, he did, he helped to steer it forward and champion it. And now having only 10 mm -hmm. men and women um, going up and down the cars, you know, from two to 12, a.m. in the morning. I think it's an additive of support and it sets a tone. We are going to be collecting data every single day. But, you know, I've been on the train when I've seen the ambassadors and I get really excited, like, hello. <laughs> and of course, they're like, who are you? Um, but, you know, riding the trains um, seven days a week myself, sometimes with my daughter, sometimes late night meetings, it gets lonely out there. And I think that they're doing well. I've spoken to a number of them, both on and offline, mm -hmm. um, and they're sharp and they're smart. And I hope we can expand the program. Mm -hmm. I think our system is, it's, you know, in terms of miles, it's huge. Folks compare BART to the Paris subway system. While the Paris subway system has a lot more folks in it every single day, um, in terms of mileage, in terms of uh, breadth, it's over 120 miles that we're serving. Wow. We need a lot of staff mm -hmm. throughout our system. And not all of that them need a gun and a badge. Mm -hmm. But we absolutely need to have eyes and ears. Mm -hmm. How many of these amb ambassadors would you like to see? I mean, you know, I I am working really close with our chief and our general manager um, to move forward with the, the safety plan that we put out this year. It's about, I want to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, I mean, I would love for us to double the program this year. Mm -hmm. But again, as I'm learning, I was an activist for a very long time, um, and I believe I still am. But now I'm always, as a BART director, and now as the president, I'm always looking for a revenue source. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have to get very crafty um, and creative as we expand our, our safety programs. And safety is holistic. Like I said, it it's we definitely have armed police officers I was actually just talking to one before I got here who had this big old dog and I wanted to stop and say hi to the dog because like folks like me didn't know before I ran, you know, our officers are not just dealing with folks who are struggling and having the worst days of their lives. Mm -hmm. They're also making sure that um, we're safe from from harm, from terrorist threats, from right. um, from things that we couldn't even imagine. So I have a greater appreciation of what we do and how we do it. And the ambassadors is just one part of, of that puzzle. But mm -hmm. yeah, I want to see more. Great. There's a big tension among BART directors and writers about homeless people riding the trains mm -hmm. and using them as makeshift shelters. What's your feeling about that? Would you consider it a problem or just an understandable fact of life in the Bay Area? So I have a lot of a lot of very strong views about mm -hmm. homelessness. My dad died in a homeless um, hotel in San Francisco oh, wow. four years ago. Oh. And he was a man of great dignity and just had fell on hard times, but mm -hmm. in that dignity didn't want to infringe upon anyone in the family. Mm -hmm. um, I think about him every single time we have these conversations in the abstract. One, no one should have to live in a tunnel or sleep on a train. Right. People who are having, again, some of the worst days of their lives, 
they come into the tunnels to seek shelter. Mm -hmm. It's not humane. Mm -hmm. It's also not humane to say that our officers should take them right upstairs knowing they'll come right back down. Mm -hmm. I believe my dear friends who run the cities that I love in the Bay Area must move forward by their statutory ability to house and clothe people um, and provide treatment on demand to folks who are having the roughest times of their lives. Mm -hmm. If they don't, we will never, ever, ever, ever reach this goal um, of, of having a BART system without folks who are struggling to survive. I believe you have to be, because I before I did this work, you know, for 15 years, I worked with girls on the streets and in jails and in prison. You have to take life or death chances to to sleep in a public place. It's very mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. um, folks deserve treatment and they deserve beds. BART's not going to provide that. Um, San Francisco, Oakland, the surrounding counties, we are going to this year more than ever um, push our city leaders to do what they need and what they're obligated and what they were elected to do and to serve folks who cannot serve themselves. Mm -hmm. What do you think the mayor should be doing that they're not doing? I mean, here's the deal. It's hard. And I talk to these folks all the time. It's hard. Um, but it's a state of emergency. And I guarantee you, um, sleeping on the street should be, it, 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 we, we, we have to have, I believe, a, a, a right to shelter mm -hmm. policy in the Bay Area. Um, we have to be creative thinking. We have to, um, every piece of land possible that we can house um, and treat people who we have 9,000 people on the streets every night in San Francisco, about 6,000 in Oakland. We know 50% of them are African-American. Mm -hmm. We know that a large, about 45% of that 50% are elders. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that BART can't solve and shouldn't be solving that issue on its own. And at the same time, I believe that um, we have to make sure that folks are treated with deep humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no easy way out of this. If there was, every other jurisdiction in the country would have figured their way out of it. But I don't believe in kicking off women and children off of the train mm -hmm. when they don't have their fare. I right. struggle with that. Yeah. I don't believe that also at the same time that our trains should be shelters. We have um, a crisis mm -hmm. and it's really going to take um, a regional deep push um, and my job is to be on the phone every single day with city leaders and state leaders and folks in the governor's office crafting immediate solutions. I'm hoping that literally in the next quarter, we'll all begin to see a difference. Mm. We'll begin to see more outreach workers. We'll begin to see more ambassadors. You know, you'll see them more often. We do have line police officers now at stations. Some folks aren't comfortable seeing police officers. Our chief and I have had many deep conversations about wanting this police department to be the best in the country. And for he and I, that means incorporating 21st century police standards. People want law enforcement. They don't want their civil rights abused. Um, and we're going to have to walk that line. Mm -hmm. Relatedly, there's been a big tension about fare gates and fare evasion. Um, Bart even debuted those weird-looking double-decker. <laughs> Do those exist anymore? It was a trial, right? They still the exist at my station. Oh, my goodness. My hope is in the next month we'll get new fare gates. You know, our, everything at Bart, except for the new trains, which by March you're going to start seeing more and more come mm -hmm. on board. I'm very excited about that. Um, it's 47 years old. Look, I'm 43. If I had not gone... Um, to the doctor every year. We talked about going to the dentist with our kids and yep. braces and all that. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't gotten checkups, I probably wouldn't be here by now. Yeah. Um, Bart has 
been deeply neglected. Mm -hmm. In the last five to six years, the BART board and its management has pushed forward. We moved uh, but, uh, you know, measures like RR and others um, to rehab our system. We got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of work to do. It's like an old man who hasn't been to the doctor um, <laughs> and it needs a complete overhaul. You know, you all stated some years ago that R- BART reached the end of its life. Um, and I, but I think that we are resuscitating it and okay. I don't think it's easy and I don't think it's going to happen overnight, mm-hmm. but, but damn it, it needs to survive mm-hmm. and it needs to be world-class and we're going to get there. Good. And you have said you want BART to be free within your lifetime. Do you think, is that more pie in the sky or do you think that can actually happen? No, I mean, here's the deal. Um, The people that I love and that I look up to and that I've read about most of my life thought that we could desegregate schools and Mm -hmm. we could desegregate this country. There are people who believe that South Africa should be free. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that public transit should be free. Right now, I don't have the $500 million to do it. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop trying that because you cannot afford to get to your appointment and you have to make a decision um, whether you're going to face criminal charges or not to me um, is, is, is system failure. Mm -hmm. I I am extremely excited about the fair based mean based fair program that we'll be implementing in just two and a half months. Um, Tell me about that. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you are eligible for food stamps, which we call SNAP now, if you are eligible for Section 8 housing or low-income benefits, we're going to begin and launch a program very soon, a marketing program to tell these folks in our communities how to access a a discounted Clipper card. It's Mm -hmm. only 20% to start. A couple of other transit providers are also, you know, coming with us. The MTC has championed this with us. I want to see more. Mm -hmm. Um, It is for some folks, $20 a day to get to and fro where they need to go. How much and, do you pay per day? Okay, so now. so for th- Do you get free rides as I, a director? the last three years, I've gotten free rides. Oh, nice. Um, but, you know, before um, I was, you know, sworn in and got my badge, because I don't have a car and I, you know, I, I'm, I've been a community organizer and leading organizations. I catch, catch BART three and four times a day going to meetings. Sometimes it'd be $35, $40 a day. Oh, my gosh. Depending on, um, you know, depending on where I was going. Mm-hmm. If you think about, you know, the, the, the starting fee is above $250. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even if you only go one stop, this is in New York, mm-hmm. you know, you're paying a lot of money. The problem is, is that when BART was created, uh, I could almost speak in tech terms, the algorithm um, of uh, basically the, the the funding structure was that seventy percent of the fare box was supposed to support or does support operations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 difficult, mm-hmm. and so unless we can change that or get a state subsidy for BART, like many other huge transit operations do, um, the the riders really stuck with most of the bill. I'm Heather Knight, and I'll be back with BART Board President Latifah Simon. During commute hours, BART trains are packed. I just witnessed that. I think you did as well. But um, BART has lost nearly 10 million um, passengers at night and on the weekends. Mm -hmm. How do you begin to get those riders back? And how do we ever get to a transit-free region if people only ride it when they have to? You know, our wonderful riders, including myself, we've um, we're looking at the data of many different um, surveys that BART has taken. We do a, a most of our policy, hopefully all informed by data, folks want the system to be safe first, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hearing that. Before discounts, folks folks need to feel like they can get on with their grandpa, um, their little kids, their big strollers, um, their you know disabled partner, and feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, 
The second thing is the, the crowding is, is a real issue. Um, over 400, it depends on the day, but about 410,000 people ride the trains. The train control system was constructed for about 150,000 every day. Um, so within the first week of me being president, I did push for us to pass it was an $800 million package um, to uh, to hire a vendor to revamp our train control system. It's mm -hmm. one of the biggest projects BART will ever do. We'll be able to move in, year, in a few years more trains, new trains through that tunnel, getting more people on, decreasing crowding. But the problem is now, if you're an Embarcadero, that doesn't help you when you're trying to get your kid at mm -hmm. 530. Right. I, and as a writer who's had to be late picking up my kid, I get that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that I bring that intensity to the boardroom, that the policy that we're making, every decision that we make, it affects real people's lives. So while I can say, wow, this is coming, the reality is that somebody today may be late for an appointment mm -hmm. or they might have to get on Embarcadero, go the wrong way, <laughs> right? Upstream. Yep. You know, go upstream and I've done it mm -hmm. and run across. The voice of our writers is the most important thing. They want bar to be cheaper on weekends mm -hmm. they want it to be safe mm -hmm. right um they want to know why the heck it takes 20 minutes to get on a bart train well you know we can do a lot more which hopefully we're doing some of that today and tell people well we're we're fixing the tunnels at night mm -hmm. um the headways are slow because you know we got a three billion dollar bond measure that voters approved to make sure that if there's an earthquake that tunnel is safe mm -hmm. um so yeah it's going to take a little bit longer for the next couple of years um to have those trains go faster on the weekends but by golly we got guys in those tunnels 24 hours a day That's great. securing them uh-huh i asked people on twitter what they wanted to ask you i know i saw <laughs> oh no <laughs> i shouldn't have tagged you <laughs> Here are some questions from them. Only 5% of the Bay Area's population rides BART on an average weekday. What is BART's goal for ridership in 10 years, and how will the agency achieve its goal? Yeah, I think that um, I saw that question. And I know that our goal at this point is to get people where they need to go. So there is, we definitely have some graphs, and there's some some regression models and progression models Um but I'm really looking at tomorrow. I think that we want to increase our ridership on the weekends. Mm -hmm. We definitely want riders on Saturdays and Sundays. But if I give a number, I guarantee you, <laughs> yeah. in a quarter, we'll have we'll have a different analysis. Um, but we 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 desperately want more people out of their cars. Mm -hmm. um, I live in Richmond now. My husband died of cancer, of mm -hmm. leukemia. He was born and raised in Richmond. The the number of, of carcinogens, you know, that are in the air, we gotta figure out how to save the planet. Part of it is figuring out how to get people on public transportation. Right. These two are kind of related, so I will read them together. Can BART attract San Mateo and Santa Clara counties to join the BART district? And the other, why doesn't BART run to Vallejo, Fairfield, and Vacaville? Yeah. So basically an expansion question. Yeah, expansion. Um, uh, we're going to have to fight to figure out how to get representation um, when we do expand to um, to San Jose. And also, you know, San Mateo County is not represented. Mm -hmm. um, they do not pay into BART and mm -hmm. they haven't paid into BART. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a it's problematic. Um, my hope is that some, at, at some point we can one, one have representation and some taxation there. <laughs> um, VTA is a transit provider in the South Bay, and they are actually fitting the bill for the um, Santa Clara County expansion. That's not BART. Oh, that okay. is Santa Clara County. Mm -hmm. The full bill, including mm. our staff time, the construction, the design, the engineering. That's very important to know. BART has a 
commitment right now to get our core system together before we continue expansion. We've expanded to East Contra Costa County, but again, these basic services that folks are asking for, they're asking for a world-class transit experience. We gotta get that, you know, we, we gotta think about second crossing. We gotta think about the ways in which we can strengthen the current experience before we start throwing track all over the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. It's the most expensive transportation possible. If you think about having 27 transit providers all throughout the Bay, like mm -hmm. buses, mm -hmm. let's get more buses, uh -huh. right? Let's get more <laughs> double easier. deck. Let's have more folks being able to connect to BART so they don't have to drive. In my lifetime, hopefully in the next four years, if I'm lucky enough to be able to serve this district again, um, in the next in the next cycle, um, I am hopefully going to be working with a lot of folks together to figure out how we seamlessly put transportation riders um, in a pathway where they're all getting to work, mm -hmm. uh, to school, to to civic life on time. Mm -hmm. Right now, our, our structures are not integrated. We have a lot of work to do there. Yeah. Why doesn't the agency build barriers to prevent suicide by train? Mm -hmm. um, this is actually something that the general manager is very interested in exploring. Our last general manager was ex was was exploring the possibility. It's very, um, I think it's it's going to be a complicated and, and costly measure. But you know, folks are asking for it, so mm -hmm. they're examining it. Um, I'd love to circle back and see where we're going to be in the next few months. Mm -hmm. um, but the general manager has talked about finding ways throughout the system to save lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't have a ton of fatalities every year, but every single fatality affects a family, yeah. um, affects a community. Why can't I eat a sandwich, but smoking crack is cool? Listen, um, people that I love have asked me the same thing. Um, smoking crack is not cool on the train. And, <laughs> and for, I mean, again, I have two daughters and they're on BART and I will stick my neck out and say this. Like, there's doing drugs, hurting people, stealing phones from blind folk um people very small percentages of them are acting completely um a fool and mm -hmm. it, it's 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 a very small percentage but it makes us such an impact on how writers see our system that behavior is not acceptable and it's not welcome on bar um of course, there's no eating on our platforms but I got to tell you you know I, I drink my coffee every single day. Mm -hmm. I think that this question is about how we are enforcing um, the rules. We right. have we have rules throughout mm -hmm. the system, um, but they seem to be arbitrarily enforced sometimes. Well, I'm you know I'm sure if a police officer or an ambassador walked by somebody smoking crack cocaine, mm -hmm. that they would deal with it. The fact is, you have 120 miles of system, um, and infractions and crimes mm -hmm. oftentimes will not always be reported. Um, or there won't be an officer. That's why I think the ambassador program is so important. Having non-sworn officers to be eyes and ears throughout the system, having many of them, mm -hmm. um, having staff being able to um, be able to report issues as soon as possible um, and, and figure out a way to sometimes just get somebody out of the system. Mm -hmm. um, if you're if you're having a very hard time, do you need to be arrested or do you just need to be taken upstairs? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be taken to treatment or do you need to, you know, a sort of a more intense intervention? Smoking crack is not okay. Okay. <laughs> Heard it here. Uh, why doesn't <laughs> Bart run until bars close? I know. My daughter, she's 23. She has the same question. <laughs> um, so if you look at the New York map, I'll be quick on this one, right? You'll see that they have some, you know, four tracks in some, in some areas, six tracks. We have two tracks. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So every single night, Every single night, we have staff in our tunnels doing track maintenance, right? 
again, with 47-year-old tracks, we're replacing tracks. They're doing daily track maintenance of little things that just happen. Um, we can't have a 24-hour system with only a two-track system. Yeah. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. I wish we could because mm-hmm. in, a, in, in, a, in a region like the Bay Area that's growing by the day, um, we need as many rapid public transportation opportunities as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a failure of the architect's 50 years ago, why we actually have to be thinking about the decisions we make now, how will they affect folks two and a half generations later? Mm-hmm. Not just what's happening today. Um, so, you know, you can be mad, meaning the, the, the person who asked the question, mm-hmm. with with the folks who created the two-track system, or we could figure out how to get more operators seamlessly getting riders to where they need to go throughout the Bay Area. That's our challenge, mm-hmm. and, and I'm up for it. Many bathrooms and escalators seem permanently shut. Are there plans to have those available at some point? We're going to be replacing all the escalators in 2020 and 21. I'm excited about that. The bathrooms were shut um, in closed door spaces after 9-11. It has been, I mean, I I can't believe how difficult it's been to get them open. We're piloting. Why is it so hard? I mean, it's against the law. To have BART bathrooms? In closed areas. Huh. Um, so in our open stations, we do. So like El Cerrito Plaza, um, but our stations that are literally underground mm-hmm. with, that are not open stations, mm-hmm. we can't have yeah. the bathrooms open. But we are going to be piloting and we're going to push some of those ba- boundaries this year. Is and that Bev- a federal law or a state law? It's federal. Huh. Um, Bevan Dufty, um, you know, he takes no for no answer. So mm-hmm. he's wanting to pilot a, a some kind of bathrooms, uh, open bathrooms at, at Powell. We're going to see where we get, mm-hmm. but we have to change those laws. Yeah. Um, people need to be able to um, be human. Right. And it makes no sense. We have to figure out how to do it correctly so that folks aren't using the bathrooms for for dangerous things. But um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be opening them. I'm 100% for opening our bathrooms. This one came from your fellow BART director, Janice Lee. Who is your cutest colleague on the BART board? <laughs> She's pausing. I am not trying to get fired. <laughs> I I need as much help from every bar director. <laughs> Janice is pretty damn cute. Um, I, I you know I really um, I I deeply appreciate my bar directors colleagues. Even though there are times where we're at each other's throats, I think we're a cute bunch. I think um, Bevan's cute. Bevan's so cute. <laughs> no, Bevan Bevan is Bev, Bevan's my work husband. He's absolutely <laughs> fabulous. No, the San Francisco directors. We are family. Yes. We're we're working extremely hard to to change and shift things. And what I do understand, it's not happening fast enough mm-hmm. for folks. They don't feel it. Um, and I think that for every single time we get pushback, that should be wind at our back to work harder, mm-hmm. to push harder, to be in Sacramento more, mm-hmm. um, to think about changing the things that folks said that they can't change. I think things can be changed. Okay, last segment is the famous lightning round. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Where is your fl- your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Um, a farlito. Okay, good. What is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Um, ooh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, that was excellent. Where is your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Ooh, um, my gosh. Um, it, it used to be, it, every, everything's closed <laughs> I <know laughs> that, that I used to love. Um, uh, I go to market bar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You were telling me some cool stories about the Fillmore. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Everything that I once knew in the film is literally gone. Aww. So it's a ghost town to me. So I, I have to relearn it. Yeah. What was your first concert? New edition, Circle Star Theater. <laughs> Bay Area. 
<laughs> what was the last book you read? Oh my God. It's California Dreamin' by Emmanuel Pastor. No, am I saying it right? The last book that Emmanuel Pastor wrote about California movements. Okay. Um, California Resistance. The last book by Emmanuel Pastor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good enough. You won a MacArthur Genius Grant when you were just 26. How does it feel to be a genius? Well, I wish I was that. You know, what I realized is I did some really good work with a lot of amazing young women at an organization that's still alive and kicking here in San Francisco, the Young Women's Freedom Center. Um, I have a lot of learning to do. Um, I think there's no such thing as a genius. <laughs> I got a good fellowship. I gave the money to my organization. We're still alive 25 years later. I'm really happy about that. What is the weirdest thing you've witnessed on a BART train? Um, a woman going into labor. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. She that is a first for the lightning round. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was actually awesome. And you Did know, she have the baby on? No, but we got her off at mm -hmm. West Oakland. Um, her water broke. Whoa. And um, we waited for ambulance. It was pretty amazing. I was like, you know, I felt like I was a part of something so beautiful. <laughs> I hope it was a boy and she named him Bart. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Which is better, Bart or Muni? Bart. <laughs> I grew up taking Muni. I could say that and with a strong <laughs> yes. Bart is better. Lastly, what is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? C-SPAN. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I want to know what's happening. It's And it's weird news, too. C-SPAN's so weird. You never know what you're going to hear. Yeah. Um, but a little bit of C-SPAN. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was fun to talk to you. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thanks to Latifah Simon for joining me today, to Peter Hartlob and King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. San Francisco City Insider is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe and give us a quick review wherever you get your podcasts. Support San Francisco City Insider and a lot of great journalism with a print or digital subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.